What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is. Preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? The Celtic Warriors, James. Wardlow here. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. Bye-bye. I will never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Welcome to the dive bar of the IWC for a brand new episode one on my birthday. Thank you, Marv. I'm at Ref Marsh. We are at WOTR the show. We are wrestling on the rocks. We are the dive bar of the IWC. And yes, it is episode one again. First episode one of the year. Brand new year. Same old shit with me today. Boom! We got Bishop. What's going on, man? What's up, dude? Happy birthday, Marv. Thanks for having me on. Bishop yeah, from the Terrible Wrestling Takes Podcast, TWTakesPodcast.com, at TWTakesPodcast on Twitter. Yeah, man. New Year. Did you have a good uh, good New Year's? Yeah, man. Happy New Year. Um, yeah. I think we actually talked a bunch of never said it, so it's only three days in. We could still say it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Happy New Year. Like, it's a new yeah, year. It's like a new oh. show. It's basically episode one of years. You know Basically, I mean? episode one of the year. Absolutely. Every year is like the first year. Every year, New Year. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, little man's first year staying up for the ball drop. That was dope. That's cool. Yeah. Out here in Tucson, we drop a giant taco downtown. That doesn't... Is that true? Yes. That sounds awfully suspect, but I guess it's a it's... population thing. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> We didn't go to it just because there's a lot of riffraff. It's like the Times Square, but way shittier. Like, mm. people have t-shirts out here that say, keep Tucson shitty. Because that's just how we are, dude. And so, yeah, there's this giant, like, 100-foot taco that drops down. <laughs> I haven't been. I do wonder if they're counting, like, Diaz, Nuevo, Ocho. Mm. I mean, like, I don't know. But I wish they would if they don't, you know? That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So your little boy's balls finally dropped, huh? Yes. <laughs> For the first year. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just trying to catch up. I didn't catch everything no, you said. No, <laughs> no. He stayed up for the ball drop. First time. First time. Yeah. He's usually passes out and then we wake him up. This time he stayed up the whole time. Uh we did oh. the yeah, we did yeah. the Avengers Gauntlet Snap again. Uh with Hulk. We went to the Hulk scene. So he brought all the good back, which is dope. Um, yeah, so we're we're hoping that 24 is another good year. Another good year is what we're hoping for. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, this year's good. I'm hoping this year's pretty good. Uh, it's supposed to be a lucky year, 2024. Um, and especially for us too. Like, uh, it does. They they did say that it's all a little thing that it's a a good year to get married or such because if you add all the letters it makes eight and obviously eight sideways is infinity and so it's supposed to be like a good luck thing so what if you add all the numbers what you what said add all the letters yeah the letters <laughs> equal 26 just two plus six which is eight. boom <laughs> <laughs> that was quick dude that yeah. was quick <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm doing math that was quick. 
Just in time says, cheers, my dive bar friends, and happy birthday, Marv. Dude, happy birthday, Marv. I keep saying it. Uh, before we get too far deeper into the shenanigans, I do want to say thank you to Fans for Sports Network uh, and cheers to them for bringing us uh, another episode one here in the dive bar. Dude, what is in your glass? What are you drinking? I have some sponsored, non-sponsored Red Solo Cup Energy with uh, some Pepsi Zero Sugar. And some Bacardi Select. There was an old bottle in the basement as I was recording. I was like, you know what? Let me throw that in there. See what happens. So you're a punk guy now. No. Well, no. Justin Time says uh, makes a great point. Sugar. <laughs> Sorry. He's not zero anything. <laughs> zero authenticity is what he is. Yes. Uh, Justin Time <laughs> says uh, today's episode one of Dressing on the Rocks is brought to you by the letter eight. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> It's true. That's how we do it. <laughs> Couldn't be more right, dude. Spot on. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Couldn't be more right. Uh, I'm having, because we couldn't believe they started doing them. Uh, these guys have been partnered for a long time. Um, and I just, I hate punk, so I couldn't be happier about it. Coca-Cola Zero Sugar partnered with Jack Daniels to make a Zero Sugar pre-mix of their thing. And they have all their, like, Jack has a bunch of different drinks that come out, right, with yeah. that are pre-mix. And they've had the, the partnership with Coke for a long time. Uh, the fact that they're getting the Zero Sugar one out there now is really cool. And it tastes great, and so I was excited about it. Um, But, yeah, that's, um, that's what's in our glass. Um, before we get into the show, and not our show, we're already in it. Or, I mean, there's no getting out of it now. Uh, but raw. There's a little bit of stuff that we could talk about up top. I do want to mention we saw Iron Claw this weekend. Uh, phenomenal movie. It is fantastic. There's one line at the end that I just was like, man, that summed up everything and was a shot to the gut, dude. It was like, it was hard to hear. Uh, but it's a great movie amazing storytelling the way that they went about it it is a hollywood production not all things are going to be accurate and true just because that's just not how hollywood works um but the crux of everything was there right i have one gripe and it's not even the gripe that everyone has everyone's complaining about rick flair yeah that guy was shit at it he was horrible they shouldn't have made the monologue it was weird the, the part with rick flair was mm. like a monologue of rick flair so they really made you focus uh... on Flair. And that's okay. why people didn't like it because the guy was doing a shitty job and we had to sit through it and make that the focal point. Um, but outside of that dude being terrible, I didn't care. Whatever. It's Hollywood. I don't expect them to be good. They fucking did Harley Ray's dirty. They brought in a real dumpy looking fucking dude. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, come on. But uh, I mean, I've heard the like Cornette brought it up when he was talking about the Young Rock. Part of the reason you can't cast these people to look like those people is because part of the reason those people were famous was because they looked like they looked and no one looked like them yes right like yes. there's just no going around it so i just wish they brought in more professional wrestlers to play some of these roles because like that's and that, yeah that's the way to do it because the yeah. authenticity in the wrestling appeal the atmosphere that is wrestling is something mm -hmm. you can't fake or act yeah that's why we we notice wrestlers who play wrestler right because you can't act wrestler you have to yes. be wrestler. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think they could have done a much better job with that. But even that is still not my gripe. I laughed about it and moved on. My gripe is this. The executive pro producer with the second credit on the movie 
is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Great. What have we heard about Maxwell Jacob Friedman outside of the wrestling bubble from the insiders and the outside ship is that he's a student of the game, that he has nothing but respect for the legends, that that he studies all of these old things. And like, I mean, just the idea that you have that much level of respect and and going towards the legends and asking them for help on stuff, whether or not that's what we see play out on screen or not. That's what we've been told about him. The movie itself was called the iron claw and it's been been positioned as the story of the von erics but it's not it's the story of kevin von eric and it makes sense you had to make it the story of his life because he's the only one who survived so everyone who's coming and going he's the one who goes through so if you did the story about any single one of them the story ends before the next thing happens you know what i mean yeah so so you had to make the story about kevin von eric's life so my question then being if chavo guerrero was working Trevor Grow Jr. was working so heavily on this film and MJF was an executive producer. How did no one convince the Hollywood company? Because I get it from a Hollywood standpoint. No one was able to convince them to bring in Kevin Von Erich as a consultant, even if you told him up front, we're not going to be able to use a lot of your ideas or a lot of your input. But if we have you on a consultant, you can get paid for this. It's a fucking biopic about this guy's life and he's yeah. getting nothing from it. He's not seen mm. a cent. They didn't ask him a single question. How do you have a biopic about a guy's life who's alive and avoid him altogether and then utilize him for all of the publicity that they've used, having him go to all these premieres? He was not in the credit. He doesn't get a penny for this movie. That's upsetting to me because we know the executive producer is a wrestler who knows better. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get that. And I wish I saw it. I wish that uh, and we want to see it. We wanted to, but um, yeah. it hasn't lined up yet. It looks amazing, incredible, all of that. Um, and I'll, I'll have more opinion on how the through lines laid out and the story. But I trust your opinion on it, especially from a, um, you know, I know how artistic you are and how, you know, we see things pretty similar when it comes to presentation. So I would imagine that you're not wrong in your analysis. Uh, it's a shame if that is the full on case. I also could see it as misguided storytelling if that's the case. Um, but, um, you know, I can't really comment more on that without having seen it. No, I agree with you, though. You know, like where where was the inspiration from the movie? Was it a book? Is it a original screenplay? Is it just, you know, they right. listened to a bunch of Von Eric podcasts and, you know, drew up the script like that's if the impetus wasn't based off of something from the surviving Von Eric, then, you know, that's again, shitty in itself. Yeah. Yeah. That was my whole point is it was a wonderful film, really well done, really artistic and how some of the stuff was portrayed, but some of the stuff that you realize is really these really personal moments between Kevin and his wife. And you go, how do you know? (laughs) Right. Right. And that's the guy, you know what I mean? Like, and what is that based off of? Like you said, Kevin doesn't have a book out. He doesn't have a podcast. Right. He's only now touring. He's only now back in the States. He lived in Hawaii for a long, long time. He's only now back in Texas and doing little um, one-man show storytelling things. So, um, yeah, I'm just frustrated just because, like I said, I get Hollywood. I even get sitting him down and saying, look, dude, we're making our movie with or without right. you. Right. Uh, we have final say on everything. But um, if we tack you on this, you can get paid for it and you deserve that. This is this is 
this is going to make a lot of money that you deserve to to have some because you know what this movie is going to make more money than his career made him right and that's right that's really fucking annoying dude <laughs> you know well and that's like, that's how it should be right like when they made the wrestler and jake roberts was like what the fuck like i you know as close as it was to who he was in the ring right mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's a shame because we we should we should always you know honor and take care of our legends like i'm, I'm a massive nfl fan and they've been mm -hmm. battling for years to get the veterans of the game health care for life mm -hmm. and when you look at just from the number one the nfl makes like nine billion dollars a year i think it's up to 11 now you yeah. can't squeeze fucking um you know five million dollars a year out of that to take care of you know, vets who just need regular checkups and consistent MRIs and shit like that. Like, it's just crazy that you can't provide that or at least create mm -hmm. your own network. Like, for instance, UFC, they created their own performance institute because training was too much for their athletes. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, if you have. If you have the ability to take care of your own, then do it. Yeah. And in, in hip hop, they're talking about creating a, a hip hop union to take care of their legends because OGs in the game, like Coke, LaRock and big daddy Kane, they aren't making the same money that these mumble rappers are today, but they help yeah. build the foundation of it. They should be getting some type of piece of that. And that's exactly what you're talking about with Kevin Von Eric and, and all the legends who have to crawl around. You were at the cauliflower alley club last year. How many yeah. legends did you see that are so respected by their peers, but you know, probably fucking greeters at walmart you know it's a shame yeah and cauliflower club is this independent entity designed to take care of the veterans who didn't make all the money i would even understand especially because the nfl does make so much but also they pay a lot you know what i mean it's not like they're not paying now. tom now. brady tens of millions right so i could see if they had like a financial cap on this is available for everyone unless you've made this much or more like I could see sure. them saying, "Hey, if you made twenty million in your career, then we're not covering your medical moving right. forward, unless right. something happens that's dramatic." And you know what I mean? Like I could see them making these caveats and having like some complicated stuff there. Um, but like you said, now those guys are. Been, but what about all the players who played five, six years and got injured? Or um, I think about that one guy, Manny. Was it Manny Teow? Is that was his name? Manny yeah, Monte Teo, like he did not have the massive NFL career that people were expecting of him. Uh, what if he's got residual injuries and stuff from the period of time he spent there? Should he not be taken care of in a way, you know? Right. Right. Um, and he was it's not that he wasn't even a superstar in his own right. Like, especially getting there was a big thing. So um, yeah, I they just need to take care of it. And and the thing is, like I said, I'm not mad at A24 because I get Hollywood doing what Hollywood does. But you want all this credit for being the executive producer. You want a ton of credit for this film being in production. You want to be interviewed for people about this film and talk about what a great job the director did. Where the fuck were you? And how did you take care of the Kevin Von Eric or his kids on this? Right. You know what I mean? You're making money right now and building your credibility off the back again of a legend. Literally his life story. You're going to make more money than him on it. And you're going to see to that. Like, fuck you, dude. The fact that it's MJF doing it, that's a fucking asshole move. If it was just some other random executive producer, you'd be like, man, Hollywood does as Hollywood does. Like, what are you going to do, man? They don't get it. They don't understand the business. Yeah. MJF understands it, and he's a piece of shit for that. 
Um, yeah, I think a lot of dude. <laughs> no, look, I don't disagree. I think um, to another wrestler who came out with a lot of immaturity recently, I think MJF's along that line too. I mean, he's been he's been famous in wrestling since he was like 22, yeah. and he's been superstar famous since he was like 25. That's yeah. way too young to get all that thrown at you. So yeah. I'm sure he feels untouchable when the phone rings. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. let's do it. Oh, yeah, let's do it. And I'm not saying that's an excuse um, to your point, because there's so many people that mature so quickly that mm-hmm. they would take that extra step and think about the right thing to do in this scenario, not just the right thing to do for me in this scenario. Yeah. And I think that's what he lacks for sure. Yeah. It's just shitty to see it happen from somebody in who knows better, you know? And it's all well, that's the thing. Country. And I think, I don't think he does on a social level, right? He seems like so, because every kayfabe aside, like outside of it, I've heard several people talk about him on how like super nice and genuine he is. Mm-hmm. He also seems like a guy that's come from privilege that doesn't quite understand the plight of others and how important other things mean to them Mm -hmm. things that are given to you aren't quite the same opportunity that other people have to scratch and claw to get yeah so just because you got here and this thing's coming to you doesn't mean you shouldn't give some of that to others and i think that's what he lacks could be could be um and what he lacks now is is almost any of my respect the amount of respect i lost for him just through the production of that thing and how he's handled the thing and knowing that Kevin's not getting money off of it, I was like, oh, I wasn't like a massive fan of his to begin with. I've not been quiet about that necessarily. Um, I don't go on the show that I used to. That I don't go on Thursday nights and talk about it like <laughs> I used to. Uh, but at the same time, just seeing this and. And I've met Kevin Von Eric and he's amazing and genuine and it's crazy. And for anyone who's listening, if you go to Pro Wrestling Spotlight, YouTube.com slash Pro Wrestling Spotlight, uh, you can look back a couple of episodes. Uh, we interviewed Kevin Von Eric for that, and I got the chance to play him a song that a mutual friend of ours had written about him. And we got to play it and listen. And he was so excited about it. He was like, Bobbin's head. He like in the in the thing the guy does at one point goes, you know, def, you know, defeating everybody's like with the iron claw. And when he hears that, he just like put his hand up and he's like, ah, and I was like, he's like <laughs> making a video out of this, you know. Um, and it's I got awesome. to share that with the guy who wrote the song and it made his day. So I'm just saying the dude's genuine. He's cool. He deserves better than the treatment he's getting from Hollywood. And he definitely deserves better than the treatment he's getting from people who know better or should know better. You know, yeah, why are people making it. money off his life? Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Well, he gets to walk the red carpet and people get to ask him, what do you think of the movie? And he goes, oh, yeah, I like it, but you know, it could have done things different. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully, hopefully he pivots this uh, and is able to use the notoriety that he's getting to figure out a different way to make his own money on it, you know? Well, that's, that's, I hope. that's also an excuse that the people who do things the wrong way will, you know, uh, uh, make up for doing things the wrong way instead of yeah. making the right choice that NCAA used to say that all the time about the college football players. Oh, well, look at the exposure that we're giving them. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're making billions of dollars on their back. Right. So now they come up with the NIL and they can get paid for the things that they bring to the table because you're not putting cameras on every team. You're putting them on yeah. the good teams. You put them on the good players. You know what I mean? So um, while I agree with you, I, I hope he makes all the money in the world. And honestly, I hope he gets a back check from this production company to say thank you 
you know, but having to make his own money off of this is bullshit because he should have got it up front. And the stuff he got afterwards is the thank you for allowing us to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So either way though, it's a really good movie and I do encourage people to see it because I liked it and it gives people at least something to, to, to build from because producer lady was not familiar with the von eric story and knew very little of it from things i've told her in the past so as we're watching she's like oh my god she looked at me she's like is that true and i'm like man that part was true like like, it's insane but really good and really cool so um we're glad we saw that uh the other rumor going around right now we're not really going to dig into it because by the time this probably even comes out we're gonna know but i guess there's a tna a week or two ago joined with endeavor and now they're calling their pay-per-views premium live events was announced today. I was like, sweet. Triple uh, <laughs> H has some sort of um, weird peacock. Look forward to 2024 special preview of 2024 uh, special. And he's going to make some big announcement, but like, I don't know if they're related. I don't know. If they aren't related. Uh, honestly, I don't know that it's worth the wild speculation. If they're two days away or one day away from finding out anyways, uh, yeah. I do think more than anything, it's really weird that they're doing a preview 2024 show because I really felt like that the best of 2023 shows had interviews that was a lot about like, what do you want to do for this coming up year? It was like, felt like we got that. <laughs> so, right. And the things that have, uh, yeah, the things that have already been announced for 2024, like, um, you know, they're going to, to Australia, they're going yeah. to Germany, uh, they're yeah. going to France too. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they're going to lay out the Saudi shows. You know, if they're just going to map up, map out their PLEs, uh, that's cool. Especially if there's like more surprises, you know, like we talked about on the award show on the boozies, you know, it'd be dope if they go back to Puerto Rico. Um, it'd be nice if they went to Hawaii. Nice if they went to Hawaii for sure. I think, um, you know what? They did that show not too long ago, right? Uh, or did that get canceled? There was one they did advertise for Hawaii and I think it got canceled. It might have been in 2020 that they were going to do it. Uh, Kevin Owens was supposed to face Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But no, I think think it's interesting timing. And that's why I'm glad you brought it up because TNA is not doing a, a, uh, they're like, they're doing a TNA recap of the history of TNA. They're not doing an actual show. Um, So I I find it interesting that the timing is at the same, they're both at eight o'clock on Thursday. It's like, well, that's pretty interesting. Could be coincidence, could not be. We don't do much speculation anyway. Um, but I think I think it's interesting. The fact that it's Endeavor streaming, I look them up. They they stream the WNBA. So it's not like TKO Company is going to buy the WNBA. So, you know, it could just be using them as a platform, as a, uh, you know, a digital device to stream them. It would really be interesting, though, that if TKO added TNA to the acquisition to raise the value of WWE um, because they went in when UFC and WWE merged to TKO under the Endeavor umbrella. It's got four things in one company. Um, yeah. It was, I mean, it was $21 I mean, million. Dollars. It was $21 million or $21 billion, excuse me, evaluation. Only 9 billion of it though was WWE. So are they looking yeah. to acquire three billion more in assets mm, to raise the value? Because they went in at 50-50. It was like mm. nine billion in cash. You know what I mean? So like they went in at 50-50, mm. even though they didn't bring 50-50 value. So I'm wondering if that's what they're looking to do. Not that impact is worth billions, but 
tape libraries, access, all that kind of stuff. There's a chance, you know, there's a chance, but I, I don't think yeah. it's incredibly likely, but the coincidence is pretty cool to speculate. It is. I do wonder too, if the point of the recap show is because um, I believe like January 5th is when the app launches the TNA plus app. So I wouldn't be surprised if the first things on the app is here's who we are, dude. Here's who we are and what we're about. Yeah. And then start putting in the back catalogs and start putting in the new episodes. Like it would make sense. You yeah. recap just to introduce yourself to potentially a new large audience or as a little refresher of people who suddenly have access to you that have had a hard time having access to you. When I watch TNA or impact or whatever it is, it's typically been through sites that made me afraid I was going to get a virus. Now <laughs> I can get it in a way that's just legitimate, easy on my phone. And I can maybe keep up with it a lot better than I have been because it's going to be easier. So maybe welcome me back. Here's who yeah. we are right now. Sweet. Glad we're all yeah. back. Speaking of coming back. Boom. We got clumped. Hey, dope hat. Yeah, dude, I'm Thank into you. it. I'm glad we all dressed up today. Yeah, we're my rotten bejewels beanie and shoes. <laughs> what's the what's the beanie? Bejewels. Run the jewels. Run the jewels. Mm -hmm. oh, I like that name. It's I like the cookies popular. brand a lot because I can support the idea of cookies. Yeah. Anytime I see someone wearing things that say cookies, I go, yeah. Yeah, I love cookies yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel whenever I see Whataburger merch. I can get by yeah. one. <laughs> Dude, Dunkin' Donuts released their own little like uh pajamas and uh bow ties, and they had a little like a uh, groom Dunkin' Donut cup. And I told producer lady, I was like, yo, if our wedding doesn't have a ton of Dunkin' stuff, like what are we even doing? I'm a Tim Hortons guy. Tim Hortons is is far superior in my mind to Dunkin' Donuts. You get a lot of Tim Hortons here in Tucson? Well, no, you don't. So I just yeah. don't get Dunkin' Donuts either. Yeah, so you avoid it all. If we're going to talk about good donut shops, there's a great donut shop right next to my house. They're local, but... Was it Yum Yums? No, uh, Alvernon. Oh, yeah, they're supposed to be good. I've not been to them. Yeah, they're supposed to be good. Yeah, you can get like an apple fritter the size of like a large pizza. I might have done that and had the sugar shits for a week. Sounds like yeah. a good time. Yeah. I was going to ask how you're feeling. <laughs> Not great. Because the way you said I, that doesn't day, sound like you order one. You know what I mean? On it day like two, you get put a, a slice in the microwave. That'll work. Yeah. Oh. Uh, just the time does say. Today too. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I was trying to be nice, man. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> as we wrap up the topic, though, just in time does say this could be the one thing that could finally start drawing a bigger audience to watch TNA. And I do agree to that. This could be the thing that yeah. they need to start. Availability has been a huge hurdle for them. This could do it for them. They could finally get a little on the map. Oh, yeah, yeah, when we started podcasting, they were on they were on Twitch. They were competing with the show. Yeah. Dude, one fun. of the things, I mean, at the time, I mean, no one's going to believe us right now. But at the time, we were early adapters to the Twitch wrestling community. It's how we end up with Sam Stackhouse as a regular. Whoop, he was whoop. just looking up uh, wrestling, and we came up. And we came up during impact and we had more viewers and he popped in. We used to do really good numbers, but then COVID hit and everyone got a Twitch and it destroyed us. So now we just do it for ourselves and our drinks. 
producer lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support and buy us a drink by putting the I in subscribe and reviewing our podcast. And cheers to Fans First Sports Network for keeping the dive bar lights on. I would never have a drink with less